Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Murder and Misery. My name is Heather and I know very little about true crime. Last season I knew nothing, now I know a little. <laughs> My name is Jillian and I'm a little bit more of a true crime expert than I was last year. True. We started this podcast so that I could learn more about true crime because Jill is obsessed and I am terrified and it's actually worked out pretty well and I haven't been too scared and so hopefully you won't be too scared either and maybe you'll learn something. If you're new to our podcast, each week Jill tells us a new story, including both local and national cases. Now let's get started with season two. Okay, so today's episode contains mention of suicide, so listener discretion is advised. Our story begins in the 1970s, with Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. Oh, that sounds like fake people. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> like the Truman Show what, type. What was it? Applewhite? Yes. Marshall Applewhite. Marshall Applewhite. And Bonnie Nettles. Nettles. Mm-hmm. Marshall was born in Spur, Texas on May 17th, 1931. As a kid, his life was pretty normal. He was extremely musically talented, and according to those that knew him, he also wanted to be an actor, but acting didn't really work out. So he served in the U.S. Army and attended Austin College, where he received a bachelor's and then went on to get his master's at the University of Colorado. He got married and divorced sometime in this period of his life. And that I don't know if it was before or after he started, but they didn't give me specifics. So at some point he was married and divorced. Then he went to and then he went into the education field where he focused on music education this was until he resigned in 1970. He said he resigned because he was struggling with his mental health and depression, though there are allegations that he was fired for having sexual relations with a male student of his. Okay. Which, this is college, but, you know, still, that's not... It's not ideal. No. I and actually I, did not know anybody, um, if any of my college friends listen to this and I'm wrong, like, let me know, but I actually don't know anybody that dated a professor... I had several friends that really liked, like, had a huge crush on one of our professors, but he wasn't into it, so. I, they do it on Shameless. I know, but, like, you hear about that. That's, yeah. like, a stereotype. Right. You know, like, the, I don't know. I actually, I don't know anybody that did that. But I also went to a very small school, so there weren't a lot of professors to choose from. Right. Well, my school was. None of them were, like, desperate, I guess, is <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> and they were all, like, older, so. But all of the people that I went to college with were older. So if they were, they were like there in their go. 30s or 40s. Could have been. It could have worked out. Yeah. But just saying. I know that's a huge stereotype. I, but I don't know anybody. Unless they just really kept a secret. Well, allegedly. Now, we don't even know if it's true. But it probably happened in the story. In 1972, he met Bonnie. And the two instantly hit it off. Bonnie was born in Houston, Texas on August 29th. 1927. She grew up in a Baptist family, but as an adult, strayed away from the religion. She went on to become a registered nurse and got married to Joseph Nettles in 1949. The two had four kids together, and things seemed stable until 1972, shortly before she met Marshall. During this time, she started having seances to bring back dead spirits, mm -mm. and she also believed that she was given instructions from a deceased monk from the 19th century named Brother Francis. She was fascinated with the Bible and also the occult. 
She also started going to fortune tellers, and she was told that she would meet a tall, mysterious man with light hair and fair skin. So, when she met Marshall... (laughs) (laughs) I just... I've never been to a fortune teller, but there's also that stereotype where they're just like, the wind's going to blow on the day that something important's going to happen. It's like, well, the wind blows every day, so I'm kind of confused. You're going to see a bird, and that (laughs) means... You know? That you're going to... But I will tell you that one la- that one psychic lady said he's going to be in a cold water by a red door, and he was. Remember that story? Yeah. That was the... Um, that lady was legit. That was the band guy, right? Yes. Yeah, I can't remember his name because I can't even remember my own name half the time. But, uh, yeah, she's That's, pretty spot that on. That was the only one that I trust. <laughs> All the other ones have been wrong. She Super got wrong. it. She Super got wrong. it. Remember, remember when you told me about um, the one lady was like, oh, your dad is... Somewhere in water, and she's like, "Oh, my dad died in 9-11. And she's like, "Oh, well, you're wrong, <laughs> right?" <laughs> like, how do you tell somebody they're wrong? I'm confused. Because well, she, she said she had said they never found her dad's body. She's like, "He's in water somewhere," and she's like, "No, like he died 9-11. They never found his body." And the lady was like, "Oh, well, I don't." I she like gaslit the lady. I was gonna say I thought that she told her she was like, "No, you're wrong." He's yeah, in water. and just like stuffed her story, which like good for you if you're gonna stick to your story, but I don't trust you. I don't trust your psychic abilities. Right. I am watching Ghost Whisperer, though. That is good. Um, I'm, like, obsessed with it because it's making me feel like... I saw somebody on TikTok say that they were scared to die and they watch Ghost Whisperer and it helped them not be scared to die. And so I'm like, ah, I might as well give it a shot. What? Which one is that? Ghost Whisperer is the... Old one with the lady? It's, like, you know, mid-2000... Like, 2006, I think? 2005? Jennifer Love Hewitt. You don't know. You know I don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. It's good. I've watched it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. It makes me. I've cried every episode almost so far. Um, that makes sense for you. But if you're scared to die, I feel like you should watch it because it's very calming. It's just that we don't know that that's what happens when we die. I know, but I would like to think that is. <laughs> like, you don't want to go to heaven? No, no, they do. Oh. Like and and this one, I literally love. Keep in mind, I've only been watching it for two days, and I've already on episode or season two. But the one where she she had died and she got no uh, she hit her head and she died and she was like in a in a like a forest and then the the, the light you know like go towards the light mm-hmm. like her grandma was there like oh yeah waiting for her and I'm bawling and Ian is like judging me and I'm like no you have to watch this to understand <laughs> I cannot I was like. And she, like, wanted to go with her grandma and then, like, her husband. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. So, yeah. It's on Hulu. Go watch it. Watch Ghost Whisperer, apparently. So, you know, when she met Marshall, she obviously thought it was fate because the fortune teller said that, you know. Tall, mysterious man. But I'm not really sure how they met. He said that they met while he was visiting a friend in the hospital. And she was a nurse there. But... His sister said that they met at the hospital where he was because he had went there having heart troubles and that Bonnie told him God saved him and had a purpose for him. Uh, so either way, they thought it was fate. And so she was married, but she met this other man. Yeah. So no matter how they actually met, they instantly hit off. And by next year, they were sure that they were the two witnesses described in Revelations. Oh, Yes. Revelations chapter 11 verses 3 through 4 says, And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days, clothed and 
sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. After that, it talks more about the two witnesses before the rapture. If you would like to read it, it's Revelations chapter 11. They thought that that was about them, though they were the two witnesses. So, basically, they thought they were prepping for, like, the rapture, like Noah prepped for the flood. They went, they went a little extra with it, though. It was kind of like, it's kind of like, I was going to say Star Wars, but it's kind of like if, uh, the guy who made Star Wars, but it's kind of like if the guy that created Star Trek made a Bible version Mm. because they threw in UFOs and aliens and stuff. Oh, okay. So once they got their beliefs down, they went to recruit others to their little clubby club, kind of like culty club, you know? Of course. They went all over doing presentations and hanging up posters where did the UFOs come in? They just decided they wanted to include them or? So they believe that, you know how like the rapture is like the trumpets mm-hmm. and then we all like rise up naked. Mm-hmm. Well, they believe that actually a UFO is going to come down and get them. Yeah, but like where did they get that idea? Well, Bonnie has... I'm just she, curious if they had, like, an experience with extraterrestrials. No, she apparently was, like, prophesying it. Like, okay. she was, like, uh, would decipher things Okay. for them. So, um, but, yeah, they had these posters. And I think that they had issues with some people thinking that it was, like, an alien club. Because... Because they had UFOs in big letters on their poster, but at the bottom they added a disclaimer that says, this is not a discussion of USO sightings or of UFO sightings or phenomena. But it did say something along the lines of, two individuals say they were sent from the level above human and will return to that level in a spaceship within the next few months. So... They called themselves human individual metamorphosis or total overcomers anonymous, later to be renamed Heaven's Gates. Oh, I've heard of that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about them, but I've heard of that. Well, he's there who started it. Uh, so this new group was kind of like Mod Podge. Uh, they believed in Jesus, but <laughs> again. Questionably. I don't know. Like, I think that they just. I think that their kink was UFOs because, you know, they believe in Jesus and Mary, but they said that a, a UFO came down and picked up Mary and she was impregnated in spaceship with Jesus. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever, I guess. Yeah. So they promised their followers that a spaceship would come and take them to heaven if they were elevated enough. Mm -hmm. Um, By this, they had to disregard worldly things like sex, drugs, personal belongings, and money. They also had to abandon their families, If I assume if they were not also in Heaven's Gate. This wasn't short-lived either, with going on some two decades. Oh my god. Mm -hmm. But some followers started to have doubts, and they started feeling restricted, considering they couldn't make friends or have relationships. Um... You know, they couldn't even, like, eat, like, fast food. Like, they were, like, their diets were extremely controlled and, like, they had to do all the things the exact same. Like, I could dress never. all the same and everything. Unless you fed me, I could never. You have to cook all my meals. What do you mean? Not eat fast food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need somebody to feed me. 
It was. <laughs> that's the Lord's spaceship temple. Well, you have to treat it right. I well, I hear you, but I don't really care what I'm gonna eat. But somebody needs to cook it for me sometimes because I cannot cook every single night. It's too much. Yeah. Well, they did apparently go out to have dinner. Just not at fast food. Right. Okay. I could deal with that. I don't know Listen, how. I could. I could deal with that. I don't know how often they went out to dinner. <laughs> we'll get more into that. So basically, socializing was extremely, not extremely, but strictly forbidden. So much, and so much that they weren't even allowed to have relationships or you know do you know sexual acts with other people. Um, I do want to give props because I feel like a lot of cult leaders just don't actually believe what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but Marshall believed it and he castrated himself. <gasps> oh my god! And. Multiple other men in the group castrated themselves as well. Uh, some people speculate is because uh, Marshall was homophobic, but also homosexual. I was going to say. Yeah. So some people think that. that was, he- I mean, that kind of makes sense, though. Like, if you have such strong beliefs that, like, this is wrong and icky, and then you yourself are experiencing those feelings, I think there's a lot of, like, cognitive dissonance that happens there where you're. Like, this is wrong, but I'm feeling this way. And, like, why am I feeling that way? I'm not supposed to be feeling that way, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, I think a lot of people go through that. Yeah, well, he just went the extra 15 miles. He sure did. And got other people to do it, too. Things were running on time limit, though. They called this... I love when a cult says, we only have one year to get this done. Like, and I shouldn't even say cult, necessarily. Like, there are mainstream... Christian religions in the United States that play this game too, where they say like, oh, in one year, the rapture is coming. And then, or in one year, like doomsday is coming and the earth is going to shake and it's going to open up and all of our houses are going to be swallowed. And everybody waits and they get anxious, you know, like time's ticking closer, closer, closer. And then it doesn't happen. 2012. And then like, it's happened so many times. Well, do you remember when people literally were selling their houses and everything when Whatever that day went was in 2012 that the rapture was supposed to happen. Oh. And I want to know, am I the only one, or did you do this too? That, like, every day I would be like, today's going to be the rapture, so I knew it didn't happen. Oh, you're hilarious. Because, <laughs> like, nobody knows the time yeah, of the day. Nobody knows. Yeah. If I say it, it can't be today. <laughs> so, just saying. <laughs> I don't think you saying it means that you know. But, at any rate, I just think that's really, I just think it's hilarious because every time so far... Mm-hmm. that they have made this claim it's not been true and then you have to like backtrack and then they're like oh well maybe it's next year <laughs> well you told me that i needed to sell all my personal belongings and follow you because i had one year left on this earth yeah you know some people think that like tw- when 2012 like it did happen but it opened up a parallel universe and that's why everything has been like going to crap since then which kind of checks out okay. but um like it's all mandela effects or something uh so they they don't use the term rapture. They use the term apocalypse. Okay. Basically, they believe that the world would be recycled when it happened. And if they were still on Earth, that they would be destroyed with the Earth. But Bonnie and Marshall promised that the spaceship would come and pick them up before the apocalypse. Okay. Uh, things, however, did take a turn when Bonnie got sick. She was diagnosed with cancer that caused her to lose an eye and continued to spread through her body. Bonnie said that the doctor was ignorant and believed that she was unable to die because her and Marshall were supposed to go up together in the UFO. 
Well, sure. So, obviously, doctor's wrong. Cancer can't kill me because I have to be on a spaceship. On June 19th of 1985, Bonnie passed away. This caused major issues because Bonnie was the interpreter for the group. But Marshall told the group that Bonnie's human body was just a vehicle and that it had broken down. This caused a massive shift in the belief because now, with them believing the body is just a vehicle for the soul, that they no longer needed to wait for the UFO in their human bodies. The group was against suicide, but it wasn't the actual definition as we know suicide. For them, suicide meant turning against the next level of life when it is offered to them. For the next 12 years, the group continued together. They had a website and made decent money designing other websites. I assumed that, you know, for like their food and living and stuff like that. They saved a lot of money doing this until March 1997 when Marshall told them their UFO was following behind the Haley Bob Comet. Oh, okay. It's, it was spelled weird, so I was like, Haley, right? Hale Bop? Haley Bop? Mm. I don't know. The Haley Comet. And this was their chance. Marshall said it was the only way to escape Earth before the apocalypse. Though at their peak, they had around 200 members. By this point, only... That's not that many. No. I really thought that this was, like, bigger than that. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, you don't... We'll just keep doing cults because I there is it. one that I think that you're thinking of that was really big. Um, anyway, um, so they had 39... They took the money that they saved to rent a mansion. Wait, so at their peak they had 200, but at this time they only had 39? Right. Okay. They rented a mansion close to San Diego, and this is where they decided they were going to leave their earthly vehicles. On March 22nd or 23rd, they began eating pudding and applesauce laced with barbiturates. It is a sedative. Uh, They ate a lot of it, and then they would do it in groups, so like a few at a time. They would eat the laced food and then they would lay on their bunk beds and they put plastic bags over their heads to asphyxiate after one group passed the others cleaned their mess and covered their body with a purple shroud they were all wearing matching clothes where they were like they were pushed to do the entire time but this day they all wore black track suits and identical nike sneakers with armbands that said heaven's gate away team Marshall, oh my. what is going on around here? I'm so confused. I just a tracksuit, yeah, and Nike shoes and Nike shoes. Okay. Marshall was the 37th to die. Two left, the two left prepared Marshall's body and then took their own lives. A former member of Heaven's Gate who left a few weeks prior left an anonymous tip with the authorities after they received a package with VHS tapes saying their goodbyes and a map to the mansion. When police arrived, they found all 39 members deceased in the home. Surprisingly enough, this is not the end of Heaven's Gate. Oh, actually before that, um, back to them going out to eat. Before they died, they all went out to eat together at a Marie Callender's restaurant and they all ordered the exact same thing. The exact they all dressed the same. They I'm all not going to pretend like it's not. I don't know. Like, I don't understand them. They're weirdos. They're cold. You're in a cult. Call your dad. You're in a cult. Call your dad. I don't it's know. a um, my favorite murder thing. Oh. But yes. So surprisingly, this is not the end of Heaven's Gate. 
four members were told to stay behind on Earth to manage their website, and they do. The website is still up and running, and they though they do not accept new members, despite getting daily emails from people wanting to join, they said they get four to five emails per day of people wanting to join. They said that they don't accept it because the group, or whatever they called it, no longer exists because in 1997, the group ended. Um, but you can still be a member, and you can buy their book, and you can email them. Um, the four members... You couldn't be a member. Well, I guess you could still have the belief, but you couldn't join their the cult. Group. Okay. Or their group. Their fun little groupy group. Okay. So... But the four members that are still alive say they're still in contact with the group. So that is honestly just the rundown of the suicide cult Heaven's Gate, which I think this is probably, it's definitely in the top 10 most well-known cult cases. Um, But I do want to say that there was a lot of innocent lives lost. And so there's a lot of grief. And um, in the articles that Heather's going to put in the show notes, there's going to be interviews with loved ones uh, who are with loved ones of those who lost their lives as a result. And also, uh, there's a short series called Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. I think it's on, like, Hulu and Amazon or HBO or just Max or whatever it's called now. I'm going to look it up. Well, I know it's on, like, multiple of those. Multiple, okay. Yeah, it's just depending on what, like, tier you pay for or something. I think I watched it on HBO, but I tried to look it up on Hulu and I said that I did not pay for the right thing, so... I think it depending on what subscription you have, you can watch it there. Um, but that has interviews of people who left the cult. It goes into a lot of details of, like, they show a lot of the videos. Because these videos are creepy. That guy, he was, like, he looked, like, bug-eyed. Like, he looked like he was A tall, tri- mysterious ripping. man. Have you seen the videos? No. But you've heard of it? I've just, I think I've really just heard the name. Oh. Um, I do recommend, you know watching that though because it is very interesting and the last thing that i want to say is they said the apocalypse is going to happen in 2027 so we got a couple years before the world is recycled but the when was the first time they said that i don't know and i I would like to know how the four members are in contact with the group extraterrestrial e common i don't know like they communicate i have no idea actually these people i guess are, are just like the, the article that I read was them, like, in contact through email. But I do want to say that when they all went up on the UFO thing, they didn't do that because they were like, oh, like, they didn't say, oh, the rapture's, like, or the apocalypse is happening, like, next month. We have to do this. But he said that the UFO was coming after the comment. This is our chance. Right. Because they thought that was their only chance because... They don't know how they got to this conclusion, but they knew that, I'm saying this like it's like really happened, but like they knew that the UFO they were supposed to be on was following the Haley Comet. And so that was their only chance to get up into the UFO. Not necessarily that it was like the last chance before, like that it was going to happen immediately after. Okay. But it was just the, the only chance that they had to get on the UFO. Okay. Before 2027, when the apocalypse happens and the earth is recycled. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, the earth might need to be recycled in 2027, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we got a couple years. A couple years to sell our worldly possessions and stop eating fast food. 
Only eat Maria and Marie calendars. Purple, apparently. And oh, Nike had like that was like a really big thing though because in all the pictures, their bodies were covered with the shroud, but their feet were sticking out on the bunk beds, and like the Nike shoes, like it, it created like a huge thing that Nike had to like. I think they discontinued that shoe. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but I remember reading. Or Nike, like not that Nike's like the world's best company, but like that sucks that they did not ask them to wear those and no. they like ruined the image of that shoe. Yeah. They actually, I want to say, though, that I don't know too much about this, but I did see that Nike did release, like, a Heaven's Gate type of shoe that, because their color was purple, and it looks like the type of shoe they wore, but, like, with purple. Well, did they name it that? I don't know if that's the actual name or if that's just what people were calling it. I was going to say, because, like, it's not like people don't wear purple shoes. Right. You know? But I do want to say that, like, if your brand gets slammed because a bunch of people went to the spaceship in it, like, you know, get your money. <laughs> uh, well, how long after? I don't know. I didn't really that. read it. Okay. Uh, it was, was just, just curious. one of the things that popped up when I was trying to figure out what kind of show it was. But apparently it was just like a, it was like a, not a generic because that wouldn't be Nike, but it was just kind of like a, it wasn't like Air Forces or something. Okay. I saw somebody say that it was, like, Nike SBs, but I don't know if that was, like, the remake. It was a very common, like, affordable type of shoe okay. that apparently Marshall could get in bulk, and he liked the way they looked, so that's why they all wore them. Track suits. And before we end this, I do, I do just, I'll just show you, like, a quick thing just because I want to get your reaction okay. on video. Frightened? Probably. On video. Because we <laughs> video this. Yeah. <laughs> I actually prefer audio podcasts over video podcasts. Me too. Um, I know a lot of people prefer it the other way, but whatever. Like all the podcasts that I listen to, I never ever watch the video. I can't stand it. Well, I I I love Girls Next Level podcast, and I am subscribed to their Patreon. And with the Patreon, you get a video version of the podcast. But I like listening to them in my car, so I don't. Use right. the video thing. I think people do it mainly because it doesn't have ads on it or something, but I could care less about the ads. They need to get their money. Yeah. Classroom are, in old language, a couple thousand years ago, disciples. Those who are trying to prepare themselves for entry into... He looks like a puppet. Life. He looks scary. Like, his eyes are open too wide. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he literally looks like he was crafted. With the wooden carving thingy, Bobber. Well, we know something was crafted with the wooden carving thingy. I just can't imagine doing that. I don't even know if he did it, like, at a medical facility. I don't want to... Probably wanna... not. <sighs> if we had to guess, probably not. I think they talk... I haven't seen... But I... I, I agree with you. Respect that you actually practice all of the crazy things that you're telling all these other people to do. Oh, yeah. Because, like, if, if it was one of... I'm not saying this. This is terrible. Actually, like, horrible. But, like... At least he's not one of those, this sounds so bad, but like at least he's not one of those people that's like, you have to give up your worldly possessions, like give me all your money and all your stuff and you guys go off and like kill yourself, but I'm going to stay here and keep all your money. Like dude went down with the ship Mm -hmm. or on the ship. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like there are a lot of people who say like, well, you need to give me X, Y, and Z and then like. I'll be the last one to go because I should be the last one to go. And then everybody's like, okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And then they don't. Mm-hmm. That's like something you hear about. 
Yeah. I don't know. It's just hard because a lot of religions, any religion really could be considered a cult. It's all about, like, what is in the status norm and what's not, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, every single religion that's out there, people look at it and they're like, that's weird. Like, a lot of, like, non-denominational Christians look at Catholics and they're like, that's weird. But then, like, Catholics look at them and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I think it's just hard about... It's hard to, like... There is, I feel like, sometimes a fine line between what is a cult and what's not a cult. You know what I mean? Right. It's not always that way. Yeah. But sometimes. To me, like, a cult... I don't know. A cult is not necessarily someone who just has, like, extra strict rules. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's like, other weird things going on. Right. I worry about the language that I use because... I'm 100% sure that people call our religion a cult. Well, yeah. You know? Definitely. Um, And even, like, when I was, like, reading this episode, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, they're going to be like, oh, well, you don't, you think that UFOs is a stretch, but you believe that there's a man living up in the sky. Right. So, like, I know, I know that, you know, it just depends on, on what you think. And I don't care what anybody thinks. I had a very nice conversation with the Mormons that came to my house, and I plugged podcast, so. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. It was very fun. I had my welcome, let's talk about serial killers sign on my door, mm-hmm. and that's the first thing that they asked me about, <laughs> so. Were they, like, frightened, or were they just like, hey, that looks cool? Did I show you what I looked like when I answered the door? No, but I saw a TikTok about you getting ready for it. Did you watch the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole thing. I put red contacts in. Why? Because I just wanted to. I just wanted Jillian to. Jillian Cooper. I'm embarrassed. They're not watching. They're not listening to this podcast. But he seemed okay. You have to cut Mormon this out. friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry for Jojo's behavior. No, it was really fun. Why would you put red contacts in? You're trying to scare these people. No, they these are. Contacts they're literally are cool. just children. They're children that are sent out to talk to people, and you're being rude to them. No, like it was. It was really cool. Like I just did very heavy makeup, but um, and I've been wearing contacts more recently. It, red ones it i'll show you it doesn't really look crazy that sounds scary to me i mean i think that i look scary a lot but this is what i looked like when i answered the door okay that's not the worst yeah it's not like it's not terrible no i thought you looked like a demon no <laughs> i was like oh my god these kids they were actually already super scared nice. out of their minds no they were so chill i'm not gonna lie like we talked for like 10 to 15 minutes they were, they were cool. Like, we were talking about the podcast. They were asking me about my contacts. Um, they were asking me about serial killers. They're not from Troy. Um, they don't know anything about living here because they don't live here. You know, they were very, it was, it was one of those things where it's like, it wasn't weird because, you know, I did tell them I'm Pentecostal. It, they kind of looked like they didn't believe me at first. <laughs> But, um, well, <laughs> we're not really the typical Pentecostals. Right. Well, and, you know, they'd asked if I ever heard of, like, Mormons. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, I've read some of the book. Like, I went to a Christian school. Like, we talked about John Smith and all those people. Okay. So, that was the story of the infamous suicide cult, Heaven's Gate. Okay. I actually really loved this episode. I really, I really like learning about this kind of things. And if I do watch documentaries, like, this is the kind of stuff that I like to watch. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's very, it's way more sad when you watch the documentary because it is the, you know, family and friends 
and like wives and stuff of the people who left and it does like kind of give you like a sense of how people can get brainwashed mm-hmm. into these things mm-hmm. um that's a whole other perspective that i think it would be really good to look into so definitely recommend okay well thank you so much for listening to this episode of murder and misery and we will be back with you soon with another episode hey bye bye Thank you.